this is what we discussed yesterday on the Black and Gold Daily Blitz, brought to you by DSP yep. Media. Welcome back. Um, these are the games. This is the range of teams that the Steelers should be able to beat on the backs of their defense and the occasional offensive highlight here and there, which is kind of what we saw. I think the only thing that surprised me a little bit more was that the running game was even more effective um, than the last two, three weeks combined and without Harris for a second half. Right. It, um, it, it's an encouraging win you because like, you know, it's, so it's a, it's a nice win over a mediocre team, but it's nice though to see the Steelers beat a team they should beat. You know what I mean? Yes, for sure. Um, that the end of that. Well, I'm going to cut to the end of that game because in cast one matchups I was looking forward to seeing was Highsmith against. It's not Rayman, by the way. Apparently, it's Ryman. My mistake okay. uh, of Highsmith. And the entire the entire last series, the last four downs, three of them were dominated by him. He got the 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 sack force fumble, which the Indianapolis did recover. Right. Uh, the Ryan got his long scramble. Then he stuffed Taylor on on a quick snap handoff, and fourth and three, he literally pushed Ryman back into Ryan, disrupting his flow. And then Ryan had to uh, roll out a little bit to his left, throw against his body. Uh, mm-hmm. into the double coverage uh, to end the game. I thought Highsmith took over the the last minute of that game because TJ Watt was actually held in check. Uh, he didn't get he didn't get any stats and TJ right. Watt was disruptive in the first two quarters, but by and large he wasn't a difference maker in that game. I thought Highsmith came out uh, the better of the two uh, and it and it made the difference in the at the end of the game in that last series. Which is a good sign, right? To see somebody other than TJ Watt make a big difference on defense. That's a huge thing to see. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm, I'm excited about that. That part also excites oh, me. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, uh, the Three sacked the world on fire. Right. Yeah. I, you know, it, and it, and other guys came through defensively. I mean, you know, when they, when those two were bottled up, Arthur Millette came up with a random sack on his first of his career. Um, right. And, and, and other than the, the, the quick, I think other than the third quarter, uh, Jonathan Taylor, you know, he didn't dominate the game. He should have, they should have gone to him. Oh my God. It took him a quarter and a half to realize they had maybe the best running back in the league, but Taylor, the ball uh, 86 yeah. yards. At a first, quarter, first quarter, they had the ball at all. You know, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what took him so long. Yeah. Um, I think that that's fair. It's kind of it's kind of devaluing the uh, win a little bit with all the talk about Jeff Saturday and the timeouts. Now he should have burned them, which he should have used them. Yes, but Adam couldn't Matt Ryan have said timeout on his own? Better quarterback. He knows he's got three timeouts. Couldn't he have said? <laughs> I was saying that. I was saying that last time. I'm like, hold on. Yeah, the guy's been in the league what 14 years. I think he knows maybe when a timeout is appropriate in a situation right, right. you know uh ask for forgiveness later right just yes. take the time out man 
conserve 20, 30 seconds. Yes. Uh, and, and I also understood where Saturday was coming from. Here was the other thing. If you're down a field goal, I understand it more because you have right. that as a fail safe. But yeah, I, I didn't understand. Um, I, <laughs> Tomlin came out of that game looking like a, like a stud coach. Um, he didn't, uh, that's not fair. He didn't really, there weren't really many coaching mistakes. Here's the one dynamic that I thought was very interesting in the uh, uh, post-game uh, interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pickett was asked, there, there's been, there's been lots of stories today um, and verified that Pickett's the one that's called the play for Benny right, Snell to get the yeah. ball on the touchdown run. Um. And when asked uh, how that play came to uh, to fruition, right? Uh, Pickett said he talked it over with Tomlin and Sullivan, not oh, Matt Canada, not right? Um, and oh. not Canada, right? So I, you know, maybe there's maybe there was some shakeup involved that we don't know about, and, I, and this is total speculation. I don't right. know of anything. I haven't heard of anything. But Pickett left Pickett left Canada's name out of that conversation when asked how that play uh, came about. Uh, so two things: one, Pickett took a little bit uh, of of charge, um, sure. you know, as the quarterback he should. But uh, as a rook, as a rookie, that takes some time. Uh, so he had he had a command of the huddle and 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 the attention of the coaches. And Matt Canada's name wasn't mentioned when they were uh, scheming up that play. Uh, so two things that I liked about that uh, other than a couple of drop passes, which one in the end zone, oh, actually two in the end zone, one, uh, one, from, uh, uh, pick one, for one for uh, De- uh, Deontay. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I mean, the, the stats don't jump out at you, but I thought he did very well. He missed a couple of open guys uh, early on. Uh, Deontay, I think specifically uh, twice where he just doesn't look off that first or second read. Um. I'll take it if it means no turnovers. Three weeks in a row now, no turnovers Three for the Steelers. Now, yes, it's huge. Um, which, right, which which absolutely was was a a major factor. Uh, you know, you had the botched kick return coverage that kind of fooled uh, Indianapolis that third quarter. Um, it turned out to be a pretty significant uh, swing in the game, but. I loved how they responded, which is not something we've seen all se- all season long. It um it line he had is as far as the the final stat line for Pickett is about what you would want to have almost exactly out of a rookie quarterback. You know what I mean? You don't want to come out there and throw two picks. You don't necessarily need 400 yards passing on like 28 of 56 attempts. No, with this team and what they need from Pickett would be seen as growth is he didn't go out there and throw 300 yards. He didn't throw four touchdowns. He managed the game very well and did what was needed to win the game. And so the no picks thing is the biggest thing on this. And he made no terrible mistakes. For sure. Uh, and another big component I thought was that uh, they had 35 rushing attempts, I believe. Yep. Uh, Najee with 12, Westerville Central Zone, Benny Snell with 12, uh, McFarland had six, uh, and and 
Both of those guys are smaller than, than Najee Harris, and they ran hard. I was a little concerned when I saw them giving McFarland some runs in between the tackles. I was like, nah, that's not really his thing. But he, they, they did very well off. And by the, Snell hasn't had a, uh, hadn't had a carry all season, I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that I think that was his first carries this season. I know he's an experienced running back back on the team. Uh, certainly McFarland didn't have any carries this season. And they both came in as if, you know, they were the the primary backups. Like, you know, they didn't really they, they didn't miss a beat. Um, you nailed it. First carry of the season. And, yes. and again, you know, I okay. Uh and so Yes, I, I don't know how to measure that. I don't know how to measure this. You and I were talking about if they lose either of these next two games, then we know where we stand. Right? We're on the right. we're on the bottom third, and there's just no the, the denial is is gone. This is where we're at. Right. Um, I don't. Yes, but the Colts look so bad. I don't know how much credit to give this team either, and the Falcons don't have a scary offense either. So I don't know. Like, you know, it's it's. And the, the Ravens are struggling and Carolina has, has their own issues. And these are all the next opponents. And you don't apologize for who you win. It's just, where do you measure at this point? And I'm starting to, I'm starting to come around to the fact that it doesn't matter as long as we're seeing trajectory in, in the right direction. Yeah. Right. I mean, like right. as long as they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat, the defense holds well enough and the offense is improving. I'm a believer, Adam, in that, um, I, the confidence helps. Like, you know, Atlanta may be just as good as Indy. It may be the same ballpark as Indy when it comes to that game. But the fact that the Steelers were able to do what they were able to do with losing Harris, with Watt not being a huge factor in the game, that tells me the team should have more confidence now heading into that game with the Falcons and even going forward when they play the Ravens. You know, if Pickett's more confident and if he's that more assertive about calling the play, say, look, we're running the ball. That's what we're doing. That's the call. Jerk store. If he does that and and the team responds that way, that's huge. Yeah, it certainly sounds like he's got he's got the locker room uh now and it didn't take very long. Um right. Oh, God, you just mentioned something that just triggered oh man. Oh hate it when that happens. Um so they've got oh First half. That's uh, uh, and it's coming yes. from different guys. You mentioned it. You know, Watt wasn't Watt wasn't a major factor. Fitzpatrick had a couple of, of big plays in there, but by and large, they stayed away from him. Guys like uh, James Pierre came up big on a couple of plays. I know he gave up the touchdown, but yeah. he had bet more better plays than yeah. not. Uh, Ogan Joby was a, 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 a stud in the first half. Um, you know, uh, Loudermilk, like the, their fifth defensive end, blocks a field goal before the halftime. They're they're getting at times production mm-hmm. from every different corner. Uh, and that's what it's going to take because you're right. Not every week. Uh, it, it, Watt is, is he's not going to blow up every week. Uh, Hayward is on the back end of a, a fact, magnificent career, but he can't do it every week either. Last year, I felt like he really held that team up on his shoulders. Um, so it's, it's night, man. I hope they lock up Ogan Joby. There was a one-year deal. It's just, <laughs> He's, he's getting paid somewhere, and it won't be in Pittsburgh, I don't think, unfortunately. We're watching this, Adam, and I'm but starting to get that's another like discussion. that. I, I'm starting to get like that excited feel about, you know what? It is Tomlin. It is the Steelers. Uh, it's a rookie quarterback. They've had a run before with a rookie quarterback. And, you know, I'm starting, to, like, I'm starting to talk myself into, 
you know what? Nine and eight actually is a possibility here. And they could uh, maybe sneak in. Maybe. I know it's not going to happen. But I've I'm, got that I'm gonna, vibe. I'm going I'm to stick to the eight. I, I know. I know. I, I'm going to stick to the eight and nine ceiling. Uh, I still think they're going to the, lose to the Raiders uh, because that's the type of offense that just is they're getting. Uh, I don't want to say annihilated, but like, you know, when the Bills and the Eagles do what they do at will, right. um, uh, the Raiders have that type of potency that they can sure. uh, put on their opponents. So I think I still think they split with the Ravens. Uh, I still think the Ra- uh, the Raiders um, uh, hand them another loss, and that's two, and there's your nine. So eight, nine, I still yeah. feel like is my ceiling. So I, you never know, right? I mean, it, they beat Atlanta, they upset Baltimore, and then they got Carolina. Now you're seven and seven with the Raiders in town, and all of a sudden you are back in the in in the hunt, as the networks like to right. say. Right? Yeah, it's. I, I can't wait. To, I hope that happens but that I, way. I'd love to see them be it that way. Yeah. I also remember uh, quite a long time ago in week one, after the upset over Cincinnati, when we were saying, right. ooh, 3-1, 4-0, I don't know, what could happen? Right. So, yes. <laughs> one win does not make a season. Let's just, uh, let's look forward to the Atlanta game. Um, and we'll be uh, back on the air here with the preview for the Falcons-Steelers game next Sunday. Uh, is that on? No, it is on CBS because it is at Atlanta. Uh, you, yeah, have you heard the early Cincinnati line yet? The, the what's what's, not what's the, the spread on that? Have you seen it yet? I'll tell you right okay. now. Um, Hang but, on. Um, if only we had these devices. I know. Um, I was going to tell you that, I don't know if you saw the stat, that Pickett is the first Steelers rookie quarterback to win on Monday Night Football since Bradshaw. Oh, yeah? Huh. I think only one Maybe other one has started as a rookie. Yeah, was the- well, I, I heard it today. The early I, I here yesterday. Fine. Oh, okay. Falcons, Falcons are uh, minus one and a half. Yeah, I like the Steelers all day in that one. You know, I. I mean, it's, a, I it's, think, it's, I just it's essentially it's, the same thing as what you know. Yeah, it's you're, you're bank so, on you know, wins. All right, Mariota, Mariota, Mariota has a little bit more um, mobility, um, but they don't have Jonathan Taylor, so I think that kind of cancels mm-hmm. cancels out. I agree. Yep, should be fun. All right, man. All right. More on the Falcons later this week. Yeah. Uh, uh, more on the Falcons later this week. This is the Black and Gold Daily Blitz. Jeff Fiddoff at Fit Happens. Adam Khan at AJCon 95 Word. You the man, Adam. It's true.